0: The following program may contain adult situations and language that may be unsuitable for younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. From the RTDS Studios, this is Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo, proudly sponsored by National Fitness Training, with your host, Chuck Basti. Chuck's personal mission is to introduce the world to the people that motivate him on his inspirational journey into his world of infinite mojo. Here's your host, Chuck Basti.
1: Sunset so low Tells us that it's time The
0: day is to end Sunset from Air Supply. You're listening to Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo on Listen Up Talk Radio and Radio That Doesn't Suck. This week, special guest, Graham Russell, the uh, principal songwriter for Air Supply and one of the vocalists. He joined us, uh, joined Chuck Basti and myself a few weeks back when we were at uh, Fallsview Casino to uh, interview them and catch their show, an amazing show. Sunset is one of the tracks that is featured in Chuck Basti's novel, Journey of a Lifetime, and has very significant meaning to both himself and Graham Russell, as you'll hear. This is part two of the interview, part one aired on October 22nd. If you'd like to hear that, hit the Chuck's World On Demand player.
1: Live with I the way just tell me why I
2: have to do well I know that you know you know now that you're past those young age you know times of your life and things are a little bit more mellow now um, I'd like to know what you know my books about the final five minutes of your life All right um, so if you had five minutes left what do you want the world to know you know from from, from Ray Russell, like, what's there for you that you want to be heard and understood of the way you lived your life, the music you wrote, that's mm. going to supersede you right. uh, and live on and on and on. And um, what would your uh, what would your contribution to that be?
3: That's a tough question. The last five minutes of your life, you know. I mean, I, I, uh, not often, but I've thought about it in the past. What would you do if that was actually the case? Who would you want to call, or what would you, who would you want to talk to? Who would you want to be complete with? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh, I think certainly some of uh, the music that we've uh, created over the years will be remembered way after. Of course, I'm dead and Russell's dead. I, I believe that, you know, and I think mm. that's a great legacy, whichever Absolutely. songs they may be, you know. I think, certain, I think too that they'll find another life. I think they'll find a life all over again, you know, because I uh, kind of. I mean, I'm I'm a big Beatles fan, you know, and the Beatles music is timeless. I don't think ours is nearly as timeless as that, but we have a little spark of timelessness. Absolutely. I think so, you know. But I think, as far as what would people, what would I like to be remembered by? It's like, uh, I think it's already there because whatever's there now, we're just going to add to it. Yeah. You know.
2: And as far as being an artist, I mean, obviously, you put your pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you do. It with, Sometimes like, I wear a kilt, on. So I, don't know what I, <laughs> I almost, wore, yeah. I do. I wear kilts, and so I, I almost wore one today. <laughs> but I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. We yeah do but the I same mean,
2: thing. like you, have, you, um, you're an artist. Yeah. And you're known as an artist, and yeah. you know, but you're, you're, you're a man. Yeah. And you've got feelings and emotions just like the the next guy does um, as an artist you're going to be remembered as as Air Supply and as yeah. a prolific songwriter and, mm. uh, and singer as
3: a man what do you want to be remembered from uh, I think the same thing because I you know I'm the kind of man for instance I'm not afraid to to write about very romantic things and and to wear my heart on my sleeve with, with okay. anyone, yeah. and I don't mind talking about it. But a lot of a lot of men, I think, uh, are afraid to talk about it because it's not considered manly. But I think that's my contribution to manhood is is saying to other men, hey, it's okay, you know.
0: You were definitely you get, groundbreaking. Yeah, but how did you
2: get there? Because you, that's not that's like you said, that's not a normal trait. Especially, mm. I don't want to to generalize, but men from the UK, mm. uh, you're not taught that, you know. It's firm upper
3: lip you're not and, taught that yeah
2: no? and as men we're all men in the room here uh, mm. we're not taught to really uh be emotional with our feelings even if we are we we feel out of sorts and we don't know how to process that because mm. it's not something that comes naturally to us no
3: it's only, men feel uneasy you know sometimes when i talk to men on the on the planes if they say hello or whatever and you get into a conversation which is not very often these days but they're very uneasy about it, you know, but they're also in awe of it. And, they, and they'll and they say to me, wow, it's great that you're able to do that. You know, you'll be able to put these words together and they make sense and, and everybody likes it. I say, yeah, it's cool, you know. But then uh, it could be that they don't like it either. You know, a lot of people, a lot of men in particular, don't don't like it I think because it makes them uneasy
2: with the deal with our feelings which we're not really you know prepared for
0: we're not given the tools to do
2: that no not generally speaking you we we learn that if we have an inspirational woman in our life you know that comes down that does that but uh, how did you get there to to write those?
3: because well it all stems from when I didn't speak to anyone for three months and then I started to read uh, books prolifically and I read everything Shakespeare and all the poets and I got really into the English poets, and they became my whole life at school, you know. I was the only guy in the English Literature class. There was 35 girls. Good well, could, you know, odds. <laughs> it was yeah. great for me. <laughs> only because <an> outside, yeah. <laughs> the girls all thought that it was cool having a guy in there, because it was a girl's topic, you know. But I said, no, I'm going to do it. And uh, so they thought I was kind of, not a hero, but uh, it's what a I wanted trouble, to do. It? Yeah, I wasn't afraid to be in a, a class full of girls, you know, and in the, and then it it became really good because I realised that the ratio <laughs> was excellent, <laughs> <laughs> was in my favour. You know? then. But then, but reading all those books uh, puts you in an, on down another path. Like I was never in the foot in a football team, and I wasn't sporty uh, at school. Where, I, uh, for instance, in America. And I'm sure in Canada too, You, if you're a, a guy, you're supposed to go on the football team or yeah, play hockey, the and, hockey yeah. and basketball, baseball, and all that stuff. But I really didn't. I was I went down the other path of...
0: Uh, Picking up a guitar. Creativity. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And, Expression. And reading poetry and stuff like that, hmm. which I love, you know, still.
2: What do you have left that, that you still have to contribute in your bucket list? What, what have you not done yet?
3: Uh, well, I have my second poetry book coming out just after Christmas, and I would like to also be remembered for that, you know, for poetry, because I, uh, I, I think my poems are kind of okay, and I'd like to be remembered for that as well. Kind of okay? Yeah, well, I think they're good because uh, they're very deep, and, I, you know, my songs are very deep, and I think this just follows that trend, if you like, you know. But I've always loved poetry, but never really brought it out. I'd like to read some lyrics to you and get your first reaction.
0: Don't say the morning's come, don't say the morning's come so soon, must we end this way when so much here is hard to lose hmm.
3: What's your Once first reaction when you, read, when you hear those? Yeah, well it's funny because when I hear it on its own like that I go, oh well, that's kind of nice uh, and <laughs> no, no, but I do, but you I Who wrote that? <laughs> I, but I, I step aside from Correct. it and, and try to look it at it. Is it disembodied feeling? Yeah, I do, yeah You know, but with a song like that because all my songs are really simple, you know, they're, they're just a few chords uh, but but together when the chords are put on top of each other something happens and and it and when they arrive it puts me in a certain space uh, in the space where I can come up with something like that because it's a very simple song and most of my songs are about a a man and a woman you know relationships but then it's up to me to to find that beautiful way of expressing it and it's got to be different every time you know you can't I mean how many times can you write about a relationship? Yeah. But for me the answer to that question is there's no there's no end, you know. Infinite. It's infinite, yeah. yeah. It's just your mind your mindset.
1: Now the night has gone. Now the night has gone away. Doesn't seem that long. We hardly had two words to say. But just another day I promise this one will go slow We have the right, you know We have the right, you know Don't say the morning's come Don't say the morning's come so soon Must we end this way When so much here is hard to lose Love is everywhere, I know it is Such moments as this are to be- another day I promise this one will go slow
0: The prose automatically becomes weightier; it becomes heavier.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Yeah, but uh, most of my songs, the it all comes at the same time, you know. Uh, and often I'll get the title of the song first, which, which kind of traps me sometimes. But I can't help it. You know, if there's a nice progression of chords, and I and I think, oh, that's really nice. Uh, usually, at a bunch of words will come with it. And when, when I use that progression of chords, I can't separate the words, they're, they're glued to it. They're ingrained. They are, they yeah. become part of it. And like, if you, uh, if you were to sing Lost in Love and sing some other words, it wouldn't work. But that's how it is from the very beginning, you know? I mean, now people know that song, for instance, yeah. so they know you can't separate it. But even from the very beginning, when, when I hear the song in my head, I can't separate it, you know? I try the worst and it doesn't work. So you have to use them. So sometimes I get trapped in that uh, title and in that f- feeling. And so I have, that's what I have to work with. I have the music, and if I have the title or a certain few words, they already depict the scenario in the song, the story. Because there's always a story in a yeah. song. There has to be a story.
2: You just have to be present to actually hear it and like yeah. part of your your story.
3: Yeah, so I have to write the story around... These few ingredients, these few chords, and I've got a, a few words, but that I can't get rid of, and shouldn't get rid of. But I, they're they're the ingredients. I've got to write this whole story around it, around right? it. and make it sound beautiful, and make and it's got to make sense, you know.
2: When you're when you're in that writing process, I mean, obviously, when I was writing this book, it, to me, was um, a lot of demons on my shoulder, you know, saying yeah. this is shit. Oh you
3: know, really? Yeah. Nobody's
2: going to read this. You're going to make a fool of yourself. Right. Um, for the, for the listeners who are listening right now, the aspiring musicians and songwriters and poets right now, um, we all know your success as a songwriter. Right. Uh, but we don't know your failures as, success, as, a, as a songwriter when you're writing. Mm. Um, when you have those voices going on, does that happen mm. to
3: you too? It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, when, when I'm writing a song, for me, I write it really fast because I'm very aware, for me at least, of this... Uh, the, the momentary thing that I call it, where inspiration has opened its doors, and I, and I know when that's happened, I just get this feeling.: in a window.: It's a window yeah. And I've got to let it in or crawl through the window, and I know it's going to close. As soon as it's open, it's going to start closing. So I've got to get it really fast. And I either get, get there or I don't. And if that window closes, and then I'm laboring over this song for like uh, half an hour. Within half an hour, I'll know if the song's going to be any good or wow. Like wow. completed. Come on. Or not. that's amazing. Yeah. I don't labour over anything, you know. I,
2: it either uh, flows or it doesn't.
3: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I finish the song right then. It means I'll put my, it away. It, I'll put it on my recorder. Something similar to that, yep. uh, which I travel with all the time. Um, it's full of songs, and I work on them every day. The songs that I know. Will be okay.
2: How are your songs measured? Because after you know the timeless songs that everyone who doesn't know Air Supply still knows mm-hmm. the Air Supply song. Are you measuring your songs now by who you are as a person now and a songwriter now versus in 1980 or 1981, mm-hmm. or the songs that are measured to your classics?
3: Uh, no, it, it's it definitely. I'm I measure them against who I am now. Perfect. Yet. Because now I'm much wiser than I was even in 1980 when all the big hits happened. I'm a, I'm a completely different person. I write differently, and and I kind of know now uh, what a song needs. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. can I can hear a song straight away, and I go, it's not going to be any good. Or you know, a lot of people play me songs all the time, and I say, well, that's really nice, but then I know it's not. It's no good, you know. Yeah. And so I I try and be very. Very... Uh, and... Yeah, and I say, I, I try to be fair to people because people need encouragement. But at the same time, people need to be told the truth and they need to be knocked down. Uh, it's like that many are called but few are chosen. As you and, did. Yeah, yeah. You, we got knocked down so many times. Years. And even when we weren't knocked down, when we were on the top of the world, people tried to knock us down. Still. Yeah. The critics, they and you know, stopped. oh, here comes another... Probably even worse. <laughs> yeah, here comes another love song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, just uh, what we need. Yeah. Middle
2: of a recession, and there's you know Air with being another so chipper. Yeah.
3: song. That's great. <laughs> well, you know that happened to Paul McCartney when Wings came out, and he he said he got fed up of people slamming his songs, so he wrote yeah. uh, silly love songs. Yeah. And it was. went to number one. You know. Did
2: you ever meet Paul.
3: No, no, never. That's so that's my the one person I don't want. I want to meet. There's your bucket list right there. Oh, that is my bucket list. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope it happens because. We're both getting older, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it doesn't happen within a year or two, I'll just go over to England and knock on his door. Just
2: show up? Show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we'll where, I know the where way. he is. Oh, oh.
3: I know where he is. So uh, I would do that, you know.
0: guitar, so I might try and, uh... Oh, do you I really? Oh, Who's who he got now?
3: Brian uh, Ray. Who is it? Brian Ray. Oh, is he the, um... I mean, I, I assume... Oh, the, the... Okay, the... Is he the one on stage left or stage right? If you're looking at the stage, that's like... Oh, yeah, because they both... And then Rusty, inter- Rusty's the uh, dark-haired guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're great players, too. Oh, awesome. oh do you know him, do you? Abe Laborio Jr. On oh, my, yeah. Uh, uh, we, I, we used to play with his father, Abe Laborio. Yeah, he's a bass player, you know, from Cuba. Awesome. He he played on two of our albums, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: He used to tell us about his son, who I haven't met either.
0: Uh, I have one final question. What one person, living or dead, would you like to have a pint, a glass of wine, or a cup of tea with, and learn a little bit more about living or dead?
3: It would be McCartney, yeah, for sure.
0: I took,
3: you, I took the thunder out of that one. I'm sorry, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. No, no, I, I think we'd get on like a house on fire, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you a vegetarian? I'm not vegetarian, but I don't eat meat. Okay. Yeah. I know he's totally vegetarian. Yeah, I'd love to meet him, yeah. yeah. Very and cool. And hang with him. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you very much, uh, Graham Russell. This has been an incredible interview, and we thank you
3: for taking the time to thank join us. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope, I hope uh, my answers will... You know
2: what, I I just really want to thank you for, Graham, is just not only taking the time to meet with us but you know to really show up today be present and, and be present and, and vulnerable and tell us all about oh. who you are as a man right. and, and sharing that I can't remember an interview I've ever had with anybody that showed up as, as this present as this open and vulnerable Oh
3: really? Um, Oh really? and, wow. uh, and, oh, that's
2: and I hope you You're like the book um, I will read this
3: over the weekend I sure. expect
2: you to, to, to beat me down over this like you <laughs> got <know>. beat <laughs> down in 1982 you need some I need some knocking down but uh, very I think from what we talked curious. about you'll, you'll find this book very curious and very it'll It'll flow into your belief system and, and your view. And if you want to write a song about that, I'm I'm just saying that <laughs> it's out right now, like, I don't need any credit at all. I don't I don't need I'm to show sh- up.
3: I'm sure it'll will inspire me. If it was, if it was
2: just an acknowledgement on the song that you said on a radio station bigger than this, publishing. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh. But, uh, but I really want to thank you for showing. Oh, up you're
3: welcome. Thank you. Thank it you really so much. It's been a pleasure it. to be here, guys.
0: Chuck's World of Infinite Mojo. We'll catch you next week.
3: From air supply, and you're listening to Radio That Does Not Suck.
0: Thank you for spending time with Chuck in his world of infinite mojo. If you'd like to get in touch with Chuck or Todd, the email address is feedback at radio that doesn't or call the feedback line 866 269 6155.